We are back and talking all about love. We love love here at Visionistas. This episode is a romantic glance at love and loyalty. I am going to be sharing with you information, research, tips, and strategies to help your love feel the best that it can and talk about the importance of love and loyalty, how to ask for and receive what you need in a relationship. Stay tuned. Welcome to the podcast, Empowered by Design. I am your host, Dr. Liz, a hopeful romantic mom of two beautiful souls and partner to the love of my life. As an empowerment psychologist, I love helping people heal, grow, and shine. I am a love and relationship specialist and owner of Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique, where we lead with love and empower you to fly. This podcast highlights the power of connection with inspiring conversations and calls for social justice advocacy to use our power for good. Aligning our energy, body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit to manifest our dreams in life, love, and biz with intentional vision. Share the love, spread the power, dream, design, deliver. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Empowered by Design podcast. I am your host, Dr. Liz. I'm so excited to be here talking about what else? Love. We love love. We're talking specifically today about love and loyalty. If you listened to last episode, episode 138, Love at First Sight. We talked about love at first sight in addition to intuition, and that came from a Psychology Today article. And I, after immediately after I recorded that episode, I was like, oh my gosh, I had a, a reaction. <laughs> I surprised myself in the episode talking about my experience of love at first sight, which was not in my plan consciously going into the episode. And then I talked about in that episode, my own current relationship. And I lovingly joked that my current relationship was not love at first sight. And I felt a little guilty about that. And after pondering it, so I, you know, my days are packed with things and I thought about it and I was on to the next appointment, on to the next thing. But later, as I typically do when I'm driving, I was pondering and really reflecting back on my current relationship. And although we did not have love at first, first sight, I will say that our second meeting was full of that passion and connection and dancing and love at second 
glance, love at second sight. So lucky for me, the December 2023 Psychology Today uh, magazine, the cover, the cover story, the cover article is titled Love and Loyalty. So I am sharing with you again more info based on psychological research, interviews with therapists and psychologists and counselors and people who are dedicated to helping us love, love better, love stronger, love longer, love more sexy, love all the things with more trust and loyalty and how to make your relationship super strong and super satisfying. And so I wanted to come back on and pass that information along to you. So we're going to talk about that today. And loyalty is just struck my attention for sure, because how, how important of course is loyalty when you're talking about love. And I I think of course, there's lots of different flavors of love and love can come and love can go and love can end before we want it to. And when we're thinking about and talking about love and loyalty, it's in this context of recognizing that for, for a lot of people, many people, there is a desire, a goal for a long-term love. Not everyone, disclaimer, not everyone. However, if that fits for you, then you are in luck. Um, we are going to be talking about love and loyalty and those important aspects of that today. So I will just get right into it. Um, and I'll share as I do throughout, um, thoughts that pop into my mind. I had a lot of thoughts popping into my mind as I was reading the article and thinking, Ooh, do I do that? Oh my gosh, I could do that better. So I love that. I love learning. You know me, if you've been here before, welcome back. You know how much I love learning. And if you're new, well, welcome. Of course, we're so happy that you are here and that you found us. And I'm just, letting you know I love learning and that I'm a vessel that I love to pass it along and share it far and wide, sharing the love, spreading the power. So we're talking all the things about love and loyalty, and I'm going to start with invisible loyalty. So when we when they kick off the article, um, they talk about loyalty as being this uh, connection, this ingredient for emotional support, protection, respect. It's foundational for partnerships of any kind, anywhere you go, life, love, biz, love, life, all of it. But we're talking about romantic love today, specifically focusing on romantic love. Loyalty is a pillar of trust. It helps us feel safe in our world. It helps us feel secure. We have a a safe, cushy nest to come back to um, when we feel that connection and that loyalty and love. So I'm going to take a little pause, take a little breath. Have you invite you to do an inventory, a little check-in of where you are feeling today, what you are experiencing? Tune in to your body, physically, tune into your thoughts, 
ideas that pop up for you now and as you listen to the information. Judgments. Pay attention to those judgments. Like I said, I'm like, oh, I could do that better. Oh, okay, I'm doing this. Um, We all have room for improvement and it's important to notice what you're thinking. Notice when you're like, oh, yay, celebrate, I do that. Um, And so does my partner. Or complimentary when one does something better than the other or is stronger at something. Just paying attention to those things that come up for you right now. As we go through this, any emotions, emotional energy, spiritual energy that you are carrying with you, culture, identity, beliefs, how you have gotten to this point in your life. Because love does um, have different kinds of lenses when we're talking about different kinds of couples and couples experience love in different ways and experience love and safety in different ways, especially depending upon uh, aspects of identity. So we know that through research and experience that couples who are of marginalized populations in our country, in our society, in our world, um, and who are typically oppressed in society, tend to benefit, especially from the loyalty and connection and feeling safe and secure, because there are more um, more noise, there's more noise and more oppression and more stressors um, that can be faced when you're also experiencing systems of oppression. So keeping in mind that identity factors come into play and we, when we think about that, when we recognize that and examine that as we tune in, it's being self-aware of how you show up, how your partner shows up, how you show up together as a couple. We have talked about relationships all throughout the podcast before. We talked about our fun love formula and creating space for me, for you, for us together when we're thinking about a relationship with two people in it. And I love, love, love helping couples in that way to really understand the dynamics between each of them between what they each individually bring to the relationship, honoring the space and time that they each need for themselves, and then honoring the time, the space, the energy that comes together that makes up and encompasses the relationship. Loyalty is huge in all of that, and we recognize that throughout time, throughout our days, throughout the other obligations and responsibilities that we have, those aspects of relationship lines and boundaries can shift depending upon things. Sometimes we need to be super, super connected um, together and other times we need to move apart and give each other space and that is part of the fun love formula. So we're talking about loyalty here and how very important it is to build on that as a an important aspect of the foundation of our romantic relationships. Loyalty helps buffer against challenges. It helps foster well-being individually in health-related um, tests and outcomes when we are feeling safe and secure psychologically, relationally. It absolutely can have positive effects on our health and our wellness. And um, so 
it's so important for us to really recognize the powerful force that loyalty has. And so loyalty can come in visible and invisible ways. So doing things for and with your partner in a way that shows respect and kindness and understanding and compassion. And those sometimes can be um, evident and more obvious, right? When we're saying, let's let's be loyal to each other. Let's make sure we're sticking with each other and um, kind of recognizing where outside forces can infiltrate our relationship. And those can be evident, sometimes not so much. So for me, I take loyalty really, really seriously and can recognize that we always have room to grow. So as I mentioned in the beginning, I had a reaction after I finished recording my last podcast episode because I was talking about love at first sight with someone who is not my partner right now. And clearly um, from the, from the, at a glance that can feel disloyal, right? I was feeling a little bit like I was feeling guilty. I was feeling like, oh, I can't believe I talked about some other love um, in a way that was, you know, revealing or honest and genuine. And I did my own, you know, little thinking about it, pondering on it. And of course I talked about it. <laughs> um, and I felt a little bit bad that I said we didn't fall in love at first sight. He came on the podcast one time and he said, I will never do it again, no matter how much I begged him. He said, that's it, Liz. You got one episode from me and that is it. So I invite you to go back and listen. You can kind of hear his personality. But when I went home later, um, you know, after pondering on the ride home, I was, I told you that we met, it was not love at first sight. And then we met seven ish years later. And as I said earlier today, we, we have not been apart since then. Well, I didn't say that. I said it, love at second sight, love at second glance, I like to call it. Um, and so I said to him, um, Hey, remember that time, <laughs> our second meeting, when you came out into the road to help me find where you were? So um, I will share the story. I was, again, it was seven-ish years later um, from when we had first met. Two of our friends, his best friend, my best friend, introduced us when, when I was in high school. He was a freshman in college. And we went on a date, nothing came of it. There's a whole story that he called and I never got the message and that was before cell phones and I have three brothers and a dad at my house and never got the message that he called. So that's the story. And then seven-ish years later, two of our other friends, so a friend of mine, a friend of his, different friends than the first time, thought, oh, we should get these two together. And my friend called me. I was at home. It was a February evening. I was doing taxes <laughs> with my dad and I hate taxes. Um, and my friend Jen said, come out. What are you doing? You should come out. So I didn't know where I was going, even though it was a town over. It's a joke in my, um, in my family that I don't like really love knowing how to get around with directions. So Chad, 
um, like was standing I, I, at that time we did have cell phones. So I did have his number and, um, I had his number because when my friend called me, she's like, here's Chad's number. He'll help you get here. And so he was on the phone with me and then also standing out on the road. Oh, and I still, I still can see that picture, um, of him standing out on the road and he had jeans on and a button down that's his like go-to going out outfit. And he like stood there to help me find him, find him in the, in the parking lot. And so I said, do you remember that night? (laughs) Do you think it was love at first sight that second time on our second date? And he said, absolutely. And I laugh because his absolutely is contained a devilish grin where he's just basically humoring me. I don't know. I, I doubt it was love at first sight for him, but you know what? Sometimes the love and the loyalty, which we're going to talk about today a little bit more, is that the magic is the thing that keeps us going and can be full of passion and full of fun and full of adventure and full of fulfillment and exactly what we need and want and desire in our lives. You can have passion, you can have fun, you can have thrill even after the years go by. So I was excited to have that conversation with him and to be able to come back and tell you about love and loyalty. So the invisible loyalty, like I said, is is a part that really stood out to me. And giving and receiving invisible support in your relationship can be sometimes even more powerful than those obvious, helpful, supportive activities that we do. So when your partner does things for you, for your benefit, even though you might not realize it. So indirectly, behind the scenes, uh, those are very, very supportive. And there's research to, sh- to show and to support that claim. So there were there's research that was done that tracked law students who were taking the bar exam. And it was discovered that despite those students having no idea what their partners were doing to help them, the test takers had reported less depression and less anxiety when they received invisible support. So it doesn't mention this in the article, but I'm going to assume that this research was done with couples, right? So the, the one partner who was not taking the test had to answer and, and provide evidence that they were offering invisible support. Um, and it's also been replicated in relationships of uh, in studies with romantic partners. So romantic partners reported higher levels of relationship satisfaction, stable mood, um, happier with their interactions, uh, being around time spent together, affection they displayed toward each other, conversations, sex life, fulfillment when the partners engaged in invisible acts and behaviors of support. And just think about that. Think about that. Pause, pause, pause. And 
Think about what are some things that you do for your partner or that your partner does for you (laughs) or maybe that you didn't know and then you discovered it later and how it can just feel helpful and good to do good. For me, the one thing that I do, (laughs) one thing that I do when I do it, I'm like trying to smile even though I hate it, is... um, bringing in the garbage cans. Um, I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but it just so happens that our garbage goes out on a day when I'm either, I didn't leave the house yet and they've already come and taken the the trash and the recycling and the, the cans are empty at the beginning of the day. And I know that that means they could blow over, they could roll down the street and of course, I'm not going to leave these empty trash cans at the bottom of our driveway the whole day. I'm the last one to leave on this day. Or it can be that I'm that that I'm the last to come home that night. <laughs> Someone else has brought them to the top of the driveway, but not put them in the garage. And I do these things. And I will say there have been moments when I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. I'm I'm always running behind schedule. And so in the morning, it's like, okay, now I have to take this garbage, these garbage cans up. Um, but I do it. And I, I'm, I'm giving an example that popped into my mind as also that I've asked for you to think about what are some things that you do in your relationships that are supportive in an invisible, behind-the-scenes kind of way and how that can be helpful. When you are having conversations with other people about your partner, talk about them respectfully. One of the um, one of the main points in one of the there's you know sections of the article is that sometimes we we have things to complain about, right? Sometimes no relationship is perfect, and there were certain th- examples in this article where I was like, hmm. That doesn't seem realistic, Uh, but it takes practice to engage in healthy communication and healthy uh, displays of respect for one another. And one of the one of the points that one of the um, psychologists made is that if you are talking about your partner, complaining, venting about your partner and you have not had the conversation with your partner about that issue, about that concern, it can be viewed as betrayal, right? So we're we're complaining and venting about something about our partner, but we haven't had the conversation with our partner yet. Eh, Not good for loyalty, not good for respect, not good for connection. It takes the courage, bravery, intentionality, to sit down and have conversations with our partners about all the things, about the things that are great, about the things that mm, aren't so great, and about the things that are coming in the future. So things that we love, the things that we plan, the things that we envision, the things that we dream about, it comes down to sharing and connecting and turning towards each other for bids of connection bids of affection rather than engaging in patterns of behavior that disconnect us and turn us away from each other. Um, Another example was just pausing and 
disconnecting from your device to look at your partner in the face when you are talking, right? That seems so common sense, but we don't do it. We don't do it enough. Um, we, we must, must, must make those tiny little, so that, that's more of an, an obvious or visible bid for connection, which can build on the foundation and power of loyalty within a relationship. Another reason that invisible support and invisible acts and behavior of loyalty can be helpful is because some partners, some people struggle to ask for help for different reasons. And if that is sounds like you or your partner, pay attention. Um, sometimes people don't like to feel dependent upon the other. Some people really like to be in control. Some people want to feel confident and able to do things on their own and independent and don't want to feel guilty about asking for help or don't want to feel indebted to the other. Now, all of these things can be helped when you talk about them with your partners. Um, when you can say, it's really hard for me to ask for help. Self-awareness and to communicate that and say, and I really am struggling with this thing and I could really use your help. Um, and so we want to work on getting better at feeling independent and feeling confident and being able to acknowledge those things that sometimes can contribute to anxiety, right? When we're feeling out of control, it can make us feel anxious. And sometimes, you know, um, we can help ease the anxiety by feeling more in control also, sometimes it's letting go of control that can, uh, over the course of time, help us to alleviate the frequency or the intensity of anxiety, right? So all in all, there's, there's a lot of gray areas in this. Um, there's not a lot of right and wrong as far as what one partner is experiencing over the other because life is throwing us things all the time and so it's helpful to recognize what what are those external forces that are happening it could be grief it could be loss it could be trauma it could be a trauma trigger it could be an uncomfortable situation at work it could be a job loss it could be health issues it could be someone else's health issues that they're tending to, but there's so many forces that come into play. And at the, at the bottom line, at the very foundational level, loyalty is about making the time to connect with each other in little bids, little spurts, little actions, whether it's bringing up the garbage cans, emptying the dishwasher, doing little things that are helpful asking about somebody's day, sharing a dream um, with someone and asking for meaning or help, you know, talking about it together. That's very fun for me. But the intentionality of connection is important and making the time as a couple to do fun things, right? Have, have that date night. Make sure you're doing that on a regular basis and also have time to Talk about things that are uncomfortable, finances, grief, un, um, health-related issues, things that we, we don't really like to sit in sadness or worry or fear or jealousy or any of those emotions. And the more that we practice it 
individually and in connection with the people that we love and trust, the more fulfilled we will feel in relationships for sure. Don't you want your love to be fun? I, I do, raising my hand. And sometimes it's tricky, sometimes it's muddy, sometimes it's overwhelming. How we, we maintain the love, the fun love, the balance, the passion, and the empowerment. We must, as individuals, maintain a sense of space and independence and then contribute together. The important piece is respecting the differences, but also using the things that we share as the foundation for a healthy relationship. Head over to the website, drliz.com slash funlove. Strengthen the trust in your relationship. Navigate ups and downs in your life, in your love, together as a team. Teamwork. The article features the work and research of Julie and John Gottman, who are psychologists who are married, and they founded the Gottman Institute, which trains therapists and helps couples. They're very focused on helping couples and families with healthy relationships. One of the um, pieces of information that was cited was that from their research of 130 newlywed couples that they followed and surveyed and um, studied over the course of time is that in the first few years of a relationship, most of the arguments centered on trust. Things like, do I come first? Will you be there for me? Do you have my back? Are your friends more important than me? Is your family more important than me? Is your work more important than me? And so we know that in the beginning of a relationship, we are establishing the foundation and that can take years and years and years. And I would say that these questions don't go away after the, few, after the first few years. There are a lot of life circumstances that can come and shake the foundation of a relationship, shake the foundation of life. Um, thinking, well, we've talked before here about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and at the very bottom, we have our basic needs of food and water and physical safety. And then moving up, we get into more of like the relationship safety and connection and belonging and those kinds of things. And when something happens to shake the foundation, like grief, like a job loss, something that is very extremely distressing, we can then automatically question the other areas of our life that potentially are, are typically very healthy, but in those moments, it's like when something falls down, the whole world feels like it's coming crashing down. And so if that feels like something that you're experiencing today, to reflect on the trust and the safety of your relationship and to start doing little things to build back the foundation, to add to it, celebrating things that are going well for you. Looking back, reminiscing, 
thinking about that first date or that second date when you may or may not have fallen in love at first sight, but thinking about and and identifying some of the most magnificent moments can be really, really helpful if you're feeling stuck, if you're struggling. It has to be an effort on both of you, right? On both of your parts on some level, and that can be really tough. All the more reason to make the intentional effort to to make time for connection. So looking back, giving gratitude and appreciating the things that are happening for you right now in life and in your relationship. It can be, we fall into patterns over time where it's like, oh my gosh, you forgot to put the toilet seat down or you left the toothpaste lid open again. Um, And we get stuck on those things and our mind can look at those first. And again, it's a mindset shift. It is your responsibility to make the shift to intentionally notice the things that you are grateful for, that you are thankful for, that make your heart go pitter-patter and have the conversations, have those times and moments of connection with your partner. And then talk about your future, right? So looking back, appreciating the now, and looking to the future. These are things that we talk about all the time here. The dream design deliver formula that really has a very strong impact personally and relationally and comes into play here. Loyalty is about having each other's back, having each other's back individually and prioritizing the relationship. So being respectful, talking respectfully about your partner to your partner and to others that we all, again, we all have room to grow, hand is raised, myself included. And I loved reading this article because I did, I I thought, I thought of things that I can do better. I can do better with, um, loyalty helps when we focus on empathy we focus on compassion for the other, curiosity over judgment, right? It's easy to snap judge even someone that you love with all your heart. Um, we, we can feel judgmental, again, <laughs> myself included. And it is helpful to take a step back and to look at your relationship and look at your partner with a lens of curiosity and compassion and passion. So you know we're talking about sex. Um, be, be fun. Make the time to connect, whether that is sex or sexual intimacy or physical intimacy. Some couples struggle with sexual intimacy and have to rebuild the points of connection. So that can just be holding hands, sitting close to each other on the couch, looking at each other in the eyes, making those meaningful moments of connection emotionally, physically, psychologically, and, and knowing, knowing that doing those from all different angles and all different aspects of intimacy can help all around. Um, couples who are able to be psychologically vulnerable, emotionally vulnerable, physically vulnerable, can feel more satisfied, report feeling more fulfilled and satisfied in their, in their relationships, in their lives. And again, these are positive effects that show up 
in life and wellness and health and work, career, and in the relationship. So be yourself, (laughs) be authentic, and allow yourself to embrace the moments of connection and passion, love, and romance. Love it. So I am going to just give you to end five types of invisible loyalty straight from the article. So again, we're talking about um, noticing, paying attention to your partner, recognizing little things they may need or say, and you can't do that while you're looking at your phone. So again, put that phone down (laughs) and pay attention with your whole body and your, and your spirit, uh, as well as your ears. But here are the five, here are five types of invisible loyalty that the article ends with. Be an anonymous donor. So Again, you're, you are working behind the scenes. Notice little things that may be helpful. Notice when your partner might be stressed. Pay attention if they um, you know, have a, a significant work meeting every Thursday. Maybe Wednesday night you're like, hey, I'll do the dishes. Sit down, relax. Um, things like that. Paying attention and then stepping up and doing things visibly, but also invisibly. Maybe deciding to do something for the other, even if they don't recognize it. We all love, on different levels, um, gratitude and noticing when we do nice things. And I invite you to do at least one thing this week that goes unnoticed or that you're doing under the fly under the radar and even see how that can make you feel good, even if it if it, if it may go consciously unnoticed, you know it. The energy that you're putting out there, the love that you're putting out there, although invisible, can be felt and received and noticed by the other. They may not even know where it's coming from, but it just might be like, hmm, I feel way more connected to you than, than I did yesterday, right? Um, notice those, those opportunities to increase the connection. Number two, rallying the troops. So sometimes if you know that your partner is needing some extra support, maybe have the kids offer some extra support. Maybe have a friend offer some extra support and really come together in a way to support the other. Again, doing it respectfully and with the intention of love and loyalty and connection. Maintaining status quo is number three. So sometimes, again, when things can feel chaotic, feel uncertain, feel shaky, it can re- re- it can be really helpful to stick with a routine, follow through, show up, be consistent, and communicate openly with your partner. Number four, be in this together. I cannot emphasize enough the importance of teamwork and showing up and sometimes you have to be the one to stand at the plate and get a base hit and win the game and sometimes you have to be the one at first base coaching and saying, go, 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 you can do it, go, 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 or maybe third base because then you're scoring the run Um, and cheering the other on but being there for each other in this together and number five, being there. 
right? Being in, being in it, showing up, being present rather than, um, disconnected or distracted and scrolling and all the things that we do. And right now it's holiday time. So there's lots to distract us and lots to pull at our attention, but be there. Both partners need to participate in these kinds of things. So send this to your partner, send it to a friend. This is something that can really help strengthen relationships, strengthen the loyalty, beef up that connection, and to recognize passion can come in many different forms. It can come at first sight, it can come at second glance, and if you're intentional about it, passion, love, loyalty, and connection can be that thread that weaves throughout your love, your life, your love, again, (laughs) your love, your life, your biz, but your love, okay? Yay! Okay, that is it. That is it for today. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I hope, I hope this helps. I hope that you heard at least one little nugget, or maybe two, that you can take with you to really empower love, connection, and intimacy, and passion in your love and relationships. I can't wait to connect with you again next time. Take care. Thank you for connecting on this episode of the podcast, Empowered by Design. For further connection, subscribe to my email list at drliz.com to be sure that you are in the loop for exciting news, events, and resources. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Liz and at Visionistas by Design. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and send this episode to one of your people in order to share the love, spread the power. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower you to pursue your dreams with intentional vision. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment or a working relationship with a licensed mental health professional. For more information on connecting with mental health resources in your area, visit drliz.com and click on resources. Thank you again for connecting. And remember, trust the heart. Work your vision. Dream, design, deliver.